Have we been funny this time around? <laughs> have we been funny? That's what, that's what our that's goal our is. stand-up comedy. We're going to take our show on the road. So. Yeah. Live. <laughs> okay. So, so you, <laughs> you should go on the road. That'd be fun. Fort Dodge. <laughs> Get a minivan and have our studio in the back. Somebody just drives I us around. I have a minivan. So we don't need I to get one. Perfect. Hi, this is Josh from the customer service department. Can you hear me okay? It is urgent that you contact us concerning your eligibility for lowering your interest rate. You have qualified for a free medical alert system. There is a non-bailable arrest warrant issued under your name. The reason of this call is to inform you that the IRS is filing lawsuit against you. Microsoft discovered last year that more than 60% of people across 16 countries, including the U.S., were targeted in tech support scams. You know what, Toby? When the son of the deposed king of Nigeria emails you directly asking for help, you help. Welcome to Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. I'm the host, Molly Nelson. I'm here with Lauren Merkel. He's a certified financial planner. He's an axe thrower, and he's father to the amazing Jace. And we've got Rochelle Smith, producer extraordinaire. And today's subject is senior scams. And Lauren, every day you sit down with families and you talk about retirement. You sit down with pre-retirees and you retirees, and you talk about their goals in retirement. But you also get to know the families as you sit down with them. And senior scams are something that's on their mind. So tell people why we want to bring this information to them today. One of the messages that we always talk about is, is when it comes to retirement planning, it's not about what you make, it's what you keep, and it's what you get to spend. And so if you if we are falling for these scams, which is easy to do, by the way, there's so many different types of scams that are out there. But if we're falling for these scams, this is taking money out of our portfolio. This is taking money out of our lifestyle. I mean, most people have worked 30 to 40 years. Most retirees have worked 30 to 40 years to accumulate, to save, worked hard, disciplined savers to put this money away for their retirement. And then somebody calls them on the phone and is pretending like they're their grandchild and they take their money, right? That's, that's what is wrong. We care about our families. We care about our listeners. And so this is information that hopefully everybody can use to help prevent the scams and all the, all the crazy bad people out there from taking their money. Yeah, and we've all been affected by a scam in some way, shape, or form. And what you're always hoping is that you haven't been really affected, but we all know people who have been really affected. So what we want to do today is talk about the prevalence of these kind of scams. You're not alone if you've fallen prey to them. Also, we want to talk about what you can do. It's important to have the tools, the knowledge, the defense against the scams and the scammers. So we're going to bring in an expert, Julie Wagner. She's the compliance officer at Merkel Retirement Planning. Part of what she does is looks at ways to help the families that Merkel Retirement Planning works with avoid these scams. So we'll talk to her in just a minute. But first, we want to get an idea of just how big this is. So the FT uh, they take in information about some of these scams and they've compiled some good data to set the scene. In 2018, people reported. So by the way, the word reported there means they actually admitted to being scammed. And that's one of the things I think what we're going to find through this conversation is many people who fall victim to these scams don't report it. They go, undoc- lo- they go unreported. Yeah. yeah. A lot of it is because they don't know how to report it. Or they're just plain embarrassed that they fell for it in the first place. So just the people who reported it and it got to the FTC in some way, shape, or form, it was $1.48 billion lost to fraud. That's an increase of 38% from 2017. Now, here's the thing I found really interesting. It's happening to all ages. 
So it's not just pre-retirees and retirees who, who maybe feel like they, they are susceptible to it. Data shows, and it's kind of hard to grasp, that 43% of the people who reported fraud were in their 20s. 15% were in their 70s. But the interesting thing here is that if you're in your 17, 70s, you're most likely to get frauded out of, I might have just made up a new word there, guys, <laughs> fraudulently lose more money. So if, you, if they're getting to people in their 70s, they're getting more money out of them than right. people in their 20s. So what are the, some of the top scams? We are going to go through the top 10 scams, you know, kind of David Letterman style. I'm going to throw note cards at everybody. Rochelle, yeah, I'm going to throw a note card at you. Okay. We're going to go through them quickly, and then we'll bring in our expert, because that's really who we want to hear from, the person who knows the most about this, Julie Wagner. So, Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top 10 list. Let's go. The top 10 scams that affect seniors, this is according to the National Organization on Aging. They put these together. So number 10, the grandparent scam. And this one is sad because it appeals to the emotions of those who, who are falling prey to it. Yeah, this goes right to the heart of these seniors. I mean, think about being 72 years old. You're sitting on the couch watching your favorite program. The phone rings and it's your grandson who calls and he says that I have been arrested. I need $2,000 to get out of jail and I need you to wire it to me within the next 30 minutes or they, they say they're going to incarcerate me for the next 30 days. Right. Grandparents want to help. They want to help. They want to help. And so what do they do? They rush to get to the nearest wire transfer center and give them $2,000, and they feel like they did a great thing for their grandson. Number nine, sweepstakes and lottery scans. It's simple, but they make people think they've won a prize. Again, appealing to the emotions, the, the hey, did I really, could I have won a prize? Because maybe they did you know, enter some kind of a sweepstakes, and they make it look like that's the one they entered. I think every other week I win about $100 million in Nigeria. Yes. <laughs> All I have to do is respond to this email and just your social security that's number. It. That's it. And we'll get it yeah. wide over to you. Reverse mortgage scams. These are number eight on the top 10 list of scams that hit seniors, homeowner reverse mortgage scams. Number, se number seven, investment schemes. Seniors planning for retirement, you know, get involved in some of these pyramid schemes, these Ponzi schemes, thinking they can get more retirement income the easy way and fall victim to the scams. Email and phishing goes under internet fraud. That's number six on the list. Um, number five on the list, the card. Here we go. Where's the live band, Rochelle? <laughs> I'm sorry. Where's my Paul I'm Schaefer? Working on, I'm working on it. I, you Can you be my Paul Schaefer as I read off the top 10 list here? Number five, telemarketing and phone scams. They call... They prey on, you know, somebody who picks up the phone. Hey, they're friends. They get to know them. And then a scam ensues after that. Number four, fraudulent anti-aging products. So we've all seen them. They pop up on your your computer, on the television, things that will, you know, reverse aging, make you look younger. So, so what, how does that scam work? They say it's going to get, make you look 10 years younger. So you click on it, you buy it, and they send you what? Nothing? Right. Something, Something that different. doesn't. So maybe like a fake Botox, you know, Botox being the brand name of something most people understand. Right. So maybe a generic, generic version style. of Botox um, gets sent and, I, you know, maybe I could look 10 years younger too, but I'd, I don't think so, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Funeral and cemetery scans. Again, we're talking about seniors here who are in those stages of planning for some of that. So it, it becomes a scam. You don't get basically what you paid for. That's what a scam is. You, you don't get what you paid for. Counterfeit, 
counterfeit prescription drugs. Uh, you know, of course, seniors who sometimes are on more medication looking for a cheaper way to kind of get some of those medications and they, they, plan, they say they're going to offer something that they don't offer. And number one, Medicare and health insurance scams. There you go. Yeah, so there's a laundry list of just the top 10, but what we find is that list is constantly changing because these guys, these guys, they know there's a lot of money out there. How many billion? One point, almost $1.5 billion. And that's, that's not even a full-time job, right? They don't even get health care with that. <laughs> that's just all cash to them that they can go out and do whatever they want with. They're not even taxed on it, right? So there's an incredible incentive for them to come up with these creative ways to take money from these, these, uh, these victims. And so that list is constantly, constantly changing, um, and they're extremely creative, so we just have to be ever vigilant. Okay, so now we've got Julie Wagner here with us. She's a compliance officer at Merkle Retirement Planning. Julie has over 21 years of experience working in the financial services industry with complex regulatory and operator environments. Her passion, designing, building, and enhancing strong compliance. You know what that means about Julie Lauren? Julie follows the rules and she knows the rules because in the financial industry, heavily regulated by the federal government. So it's great to have someone on your team who knows the rules, knows how to enforce them and does it in such a sweet and kind way as Julie. Julie, we're so glad to have you on the podcast retiring today. Thank you so much for having me on. Unfortunately, it's a topic that I have to talk about. Um, it's very passionate. I'm very passionate about it. The statistics that you just shared are scary, and it's impacting those that just don't know any better. The scams today are taking new forms every day. They're becoming much more sophisticated. Um, before, we used to be able to find these scams happening, and you could point them out. You could see there was something wrong with the grammar in an email, but these now are so sophisticated, it's hard for any of us to really look at them and decipher, is this truly a scam or should I really open it, especially in the workplace? I don't know about you guys, but um, every day I'm looking at an email thinking to myself, is this legitimate or is this something that I should question um, before I open it? And as you talked about, it hits everybody. I don't know about you guys, but I have been scammed um, I hate to say it, it's happened to me more than once. Uh, recently, I bought this great hair straightener off of Facebook. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. I had it in my newsfeed. It showed me videos, how great it worked, and I had to buy it. I get the product, it shows up at home, and guess what? It doesn't even work. It's not even the same product that I thought <laughs> did, I ordered. Did it have a plug? It did have a, oh, plug, it a plug, but it didn't turn on. Okay. So there was no way this great straight iron that I bought that I was so excited about worked. So that's one of the scams that we'll talk but about. But wait, you were just able to return it real easily and get your money back, right, well, Julie? I wish it worked like oh. that. Unfortunately, when I went to return it, I went out to the website, and guess what? The website was down. Right. So I could not return the product, uh, so I got scammed. And you think that I would have learned by that, but then a couple of days later, I bought a sweater online and thought it was the greatest thing, and it showed up at my door, and it was a sweatshirt for probably an eight-year-old. So you have to be really aware of these scams, and we'll talk about them on the internet. It is something that's popping up in people's Facebook news feeds, and you buy into it because it looks like the greatest product. But once you buy it, it's either not what you thought it was going to be, it costs you more than you anticipated, and then to return it, either one, it costs you more money to return the product, or two, 
the website's down and the company's out of business. Well, ask Lauren. Let's ask Lauren about his uh, laser he bought. Yeah. Lauren, oh, man, I, I was same thing. I was I was going through Facebook feed and there was this advertisement for this fabulous laser. This laser, <laughs> I saw the video on on this Facebook ad. All I had to do is point this laser at a match, and it would just light that match on fire. I, I could point the laser at a balloon, even two balloons, and it would pop those balloons like it was nothing. I thought this was the coolest thing ever. And guess what? It was only going to cost me $49 what? for this incredible tool. Your inner Boy Scout should have known it's not that easy to light a match. Well, I think that's part of the problem Is is inside of me, I was like, this doesn't seem legit for $49, but there's but the other side of me is like, this is really cool. It's a video and I can see it. It's going to do that. And if it happens to be a scam, it costs me $49, right? So that's part of it. So the price point, they put it in, in a place where there's not a huge risk, but if they get a hundred thousand people to buy this laser for $49, it makes them a ton of money. Rochelle, you too. Yep, I got scammed. Mine was not on Facebook, though. Mine was on Instagram. I'm a huge Instagram scroller. I saw an ad for probably two weeks, and I was like, oh, I want to buy this stuff. I'm going to do it. It was a face mask. It, <laughs> it's a charcoal face mask that you take off with a magnet, and they even had, like, a video showing people doing it. Oh, another video. <laughs> the video just really Videos got me. Videos are powerful. Yes. And it was supposed to clean out your entire pores, and... I was like, okay, I'm going to buy it. It was $45. I bought it. It got shipped to me. And I was like, yes, my best friend's going to want to even try this. She's going to be so proud of me. And yep, I tried it. It, it comes off just fine. It just doesn't do anything else. And actually <laughs> has it more oil. It does off. It just doesn't bring anything with it. <laughs> nope. It just comes off really cool. So yep, that didn't work. Lauren, did you know that you sent me an email the other day asking for Google Play cards? I don't even know what Google Play cards are. Yeah, nice. well, it happened. <laughs> I don't know. Did I? No, to story? my Merkel email account. Okay. And they make it look just like it's your email address, but one letter was different. That's how I knew. Oh, yeah. You've, okay. you've sent me iTunes. Yep. Run out and get me some iTunes. First, you said, hey, do you have a minute? <laughs> your email said, do you have gift cards at? Do you have a minute? I need something. And I was like, hmm. Doesn't, doesn't sound like me. Well, it just didn't, it didn't sound like you because do you have a minute? I, yeah, right. I've never gotten an email from you that said that. You'd yeah. just be like more specific. I feel like you're not a vague person. Yeah. And so I looked at the email address closely and it was like one off from from your email. So they, they have software that does that. Okay. How, how long ago was that? You guys remember? Uh, Three months ago. Mine was only a, like a month and a half ago. See, I got an email not that long ago. It might have been... Rochelle, it could have been in time for years. It was definitely not three months ago, okay. Molly. But I got an email, so I clicked on it, and uh, oh, and I knew instantly as soon as I clicked on it uh. that it was. So I called IT, and they're like, "Yep, that wasn't." Well, I called the the sender of the email, which was one of the construction people for the uh, the building or the alleged and sender. Said, and they said, "Yeah, the alleged sender." They said, "No, they didn't send it." Right. So then I called IT. IT did their thing, but that could have been how they got access to the email to send it. Well, it's just, it's oh, easier yeah. than that. Our website has all our email addresses on it. Yeah, it's easier than their their software just finds my email address, finds yours, and change. Yeah, it, it happened to me at my last job too. Well, that's one of the things with with technology is you know the, all these new social uh, platforms. You know, Facebook and look at how Facebook has evolved over just the last two years. I mean, the, mm -hmm. with the news feeds and all the advertisements, I have bought a lot of things on Facebook through the advertisements. A lot of these things are real, and I like them. But there are a few of them that I have have purchased that are completely fraudulent. But as technology increases, 
you know, we get exposure to these new platforms we're not used to. We don't know how it works, but we just fall victim to it because we like this particular video that we saw. Did you buy your Canon through Facebook ads? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, can't, I got a couple Canons. <laughs> none, of, none of them I bought through a Facebook ad. None of them. Pro- probably my most embarrassing scam was uh, happened about two lifetimes ago. I was really young, so that's my excuse, by the way. Oh. And I was in New York, New Orleans. Anybody been there? Okay, so in New Orleans, Julie, maybe you, you saw the same thing. Uh, on the street, there was a street vendor, and they had this, it was like a big cart, and they were playing this dice game. And they, they get you to come in, right? Win this money, low risk, whatever it is. Hey there, mister, why don't you come play dice with us? Yeah, come on, so, mister, yeah, like win big money. And, and I, f- I feel like it only cost me a dollar to start. And so I put down a dollar, and basically there's all these numbers on the board, and you roll the dice, and as you get those numbers, they mark them off, and as soon as you get all the numbers, you get this big prize. It's called craps, isn't it? So <laughs> it cost me a dollar, similar but different, New Orleans-style craps. Okay, all that. right. So it cost me a dollar, and then the second roll cost me $2, and the third roll cost me $4, and the fifth roll cost me, uh, see, this is the doubling game. And I got up to... I think it was like 700 bucks. It's all the cash I had in my pocket. Oh my goodness. They tried to get me to go to the ATM and their, their whole, their whole thing was as long as you keep going, you can't lose. Right. As long as you keep going, you're going to win the money. You can't lose. Guaranteed. So eventually I walked away. Uh, with a lot less money than you walked up with. And my tail between my legs. Yeah. I was, I was embarrassed. <laughs> so it's happened. It happens to Hundreds of thousands of people every year. So we've done a pretty good job, I think, of setting up the problem. And, and, and we, we know it's prevalent. There's no doubt about it. We've all been affected. But Julie's here. She's our compliance officer at Merkle Retirement Planning. Julie, you know the problem. You live the problem. What's the biggest piece of advice if you could sit across from someone and say, don't do this? What would you tell them? As we discuss a little bit more, and I share some of the examples, the biggest thing to stay away from is emotional-driven responses. If you know, as we talked about in this room, it's the quick hit items, right? I want that beautiful straight hair. You want to have that perfect skin from the the uh, product that you bought. I guess Lauren, I I'm not sure what he wants, but he I wants to, to win start. The dice game. Yeah, he wants to start something or win the dice game yeah. or, or what have you. So one thing I always tell people is stop and think because most of these scams try to get you to act on emotion, whether that's a sense of urgency, you won something, you feel bad because your grandchild is, is thrown in jail, um, or something is going to happen, such as your credit card is going to be shut off. Your phone is going to be shut off. Um, As we all know, that's our worst fear, right? Your cell phone is going to be shut off if you don't pay your bill immediately because you're late. That's happened to me. And to be honest with you, I sat there and thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't pay my cell phone bill. But when I stopped and thought about it, I'm on auto pay. I knew I had paid it, but the instant fear comes in. I can't live without my cell phone. Um, same with your credit cards. When they say your credit card information has been compromised, they're playing on your emotion. You instantly think, oh my gosh, how much has somebody spent? Or I have to use my credit card. I'm traveling. Those types of things. So always keep your emotions in check and really think about it. Also look, is anything out of the norm? Another big scam is the invoice scam. And they'll send you something saying, hey, you didn't um, 
send in your money for your Netflix subscription. Open this attachment so you can see your bill. Well, normally when I get mine, my Netflix subscription to pay for it doesn't come in an attachment. So thinking about how do things normally happen? Also, do you normally get things from these companies? Uh, I've had several times people tell me that they got a bill from somewhere they weren't sure where it was from. So they opened it to see where it was from. That's exactly what you don't want to do. That's how these scamsters play on people's emotions. So that is the number one takeaway I would like for us to to leave here feeling comfortable with is just letting our emotions not dictate what we're doing when trying to make the best decision for how we handle things when it comes to a scam because that's how they get you. A lot of times you'll see scams that are happening, um, people that are lonely and they're finding people on internet dating sites, um, which is sad to say and we may laugh about that thinking how could somebody fall for that, but it's happening. That is one of the scams happening against seniors. Uh, It's an instant partner for them to to talk to every day um, or online. But unfortunately, these people are out to use them. They'll ask to send money. Um, hey, you know, help me travel to meet you in person. Or I'm in the hospital. I, I can't meet you unless you send me money. And it's, it is happening. Uh, so those are all things to keep in mind. But I'm going to talk a little bit about some other staggering statistics that are actually very scary. And they're all things that um, we're dealing with every day. So how many of you get robocalls on a daily basis. It is so annoying. You hear about it all the time. Um, I get several a day often. um, And I want to give you some numbers around that of why it is so annoying because nearly 2.4 billion, that's a billion with a B, robocalls are being made each month according to the Federal Communications Commission. That is staggering. These people are obviously very protective productive if they're able to make that kind of calls. But with that number, think of how many people are answering those phone calls. Well, it's working. They wouldn't be doing it if Absolutely. it wasn't working, right? Yeah. Absolutely. It, it is working, and that's the scary thing. And we recently had one of the biggest scams ever take place in the United States, and that was the IRS scam in 2018. And the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration called this the largest impersonation scam in the history of the IRS. That's a pretty big deal. And what happened from this scam is nearly 2 million Americans were targeted by this auto-recorded voicemail message from the IRS, threatening individuals that if you do not take action immediately, you're going to get a fine, you're going to be put in jail because you have not paid your taxes. And again, what's the emotional-driven response here? We're all afraid of the IRS, first of all. We don't want to be put in jail. And you're nervous. Well, what happened to the money that I sent you if I did owe something? And so they are trying to get on people's emotions, and it worked. Um, 30,000 people were targeted each week through this scam. And so far, they estimate that 65 million people gave money to this scam. Wow. The largest in, in the U.S.? It's in the U.S. So, so there's only like 300 million or so in the U.S.? Wow. So you're saying... Big bucks. Big portion. Big bucks. Yeah. People don't want to have anything to do with the IRS. You don't want that on your record. You don't want to be put in jail. And it is scary. And they know that that will scare people when they hear the word IRS. And it worked. And so now fraudsters are realizing, hey, this worked pretty well. These government scams, people are scared. So now the newest one out is the social Social security scam. I don't know if any of you have received that call. 
I have. Um, again, I'm not sure why I'm the target of these. Maybe because they hear that I talk about it and they don't like that I'm trying to kabosh. But they don't discriminate. Right? Well, they don't discriminate. Well, yeah, you, you're getting them because we're you're all going to get you're them. You're on their hit list. Well. I yeah. think yeah. so. Yeah. I think they so. They're a compliance officer and they thought. They don't like me. Uh, <laughs> so now figured if you bought the hair straightener, you'd buy anything. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so now the social security scam is just as scary for individuals. They're saying they're going to shut off their social security benefits if they don't call in and give them either bank information so they can send their social security benefits to them or other personal information or their social security. So number. I got to stop you here because I heard something that I'd been thinking about. You said if they don't call in, my understanding is if I get one of these calls and I'm not sure that I say, if they say it's my credit card company and we're not, a purchase has been made, but I'm not sure if it's mine that I say, Hey, can I get a number so I can call you back? And, and let me let me go check my card and I'll call you right back. So you so this one they're actually saying call them back. Yes, because that would be new from my understanding of some of these scams Absolutely. and even more sophisticated, of course, as these scammers are getting. Well, and with the technology, so on our cell phones and a lot of our home phones, we have caller ID. And that's with the technology, they're making it look like they're calling from the the national social security number. So if you just check what's on the caller ID, it's going to look like a legit number. Mm -hmm. But if you call the number that they provide, obviously it's going to be different than the national social security number, and you're going to end up at a But call, if you call, call them back, the them. scam continues. Is that what right. you're the saying? The scam continues. That's interesting. I hadn't heard like this Absolutely. new, again, sophistication for the scammers. Yeah, and there's so many people. I mean, there's 10,000 people retiring every single day, which means there's a lot of that 10,000 that is brand new to turning on social security. And they could be in consistent conversation along that process. So you know, two months after they turn on Social Security, it would not be necessarily out of the ordinary in their minds that Social Security Administration might call them. So they're thinking, well, I just got the Social Security payment started. They're all excited. Now they're calling them and telling them they're going to turn it off. What an easy emotional trigger mm -hmm. just to say, whoops, let's call them back. Absolutely, and people depend on this money. So then how they get your, how do they get your money? What do they do? You call them back and? And you either give them your social security number, so there's an identity theft piece there. Okay. Bank account information. So they can wire the wire money, the to, money you. to you. Wire the money to you. Okay. Absolutely. So they're getting all these pieces of information that they need to basically steal your identity or take money from you. And people are falling into it. And it's going to be um, as the rates go down and are coming through, we're finding that this is going to be as big of a scam as the IRS scam. So we're trying to get the word out. And that's why this is such an important topic that we talk about every day with, with people of all ages. We make it a topic of conversation at happy hours, at book clubs, anywhere that you go, because that's the only way we can help educate each other to stay away from these scams. I also encourage people, if it doesn't sound right, hang up and call the company back yourself, not with the number they gave you. Look online, look for that company, look for the IRS number. From a credible website from that maybe says .gov, if it's the Social Absolutely. Security Administration, that's just a little tip, you know, .gov. And when you go out there and look at their website, oftentimes they will even talk about the scam. And they'll say, hey, beware of these things happening. So I always say, hang up the phone. Don't give any information out. Hang up the phone and call directly. Same as your credit card company. Your credit card company is not going to say, hey, your information was compromised. Call me back and give me your credit card information so I can confirm that. Right. You should call your credit card your credit card with your information directly to them. Oh. 
Sure. <laughs> Rochelle. Rochelle, you're up. Rochelle, um, you're going to teach us some stuff. It's your turn. <laughs> Rochelle is so excited before the podcast. She was like, I got this book. She held this book up. And I'm like, the author is Adam Levine. And, <laughs> and it's Adam close. Adam Levine's talking about... But it's close. Adam Levine, how to spark. make a successful band. Or... Or... Adam Levin. Uh, he wrote a book uh, called Swiped. It was in 2015. It's how to protect yourself in the world of scammers, fishers, and identity thieves. Swiped. Swiped. Um, so it's chapter three. He starts with a quiz. I want to ask you guys these questions because in my head, I started when I was reading it, I was like, okay, okay, yeah, I know that answer. And then the second and third one, I'm like, ooh, I don't know that answer. How, ma- how many questions are there? Okay, so there's three. All right, so should we have a competition? See yes. who gets them right? Yes. The okay. most? Keep score. Bring yeah. it, right. Merkel. Got you. Should I shred sensitive documents? Yes or no? Yes. Oh, Wait, should I just Julie. shout it out? Silently oh, in your seat. It's, it's silent to win. You've never been one. in a contest. It's There's two pens right there. <laughs> okay, second one. Is it worse to lose a wallet, a smartphone, or a computer? Ooh, we're all writing down. Lauren's even covering his answer. Oh, I can do that. All right. (laughs) Number three, does it really matter if all logins and passwords for my online accounts are the same? Julie, stop shaking your head. (laughs) Julie. I'm I'm copying off Julie's paper. (laughs) Okay. So for number one, should I shred sensitive documents? What did you guys say? Yes. Yes. Correct. Yes. You should always shred sensitive documents. Doesn't mean I do. It just means I should. 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 Uh, number two, is it worse to lose a wallet, a smartphone, or a computer? Computer. Com- I put wallet. Okay. I put smartphone. Oh. Okay. So it's a trick question. It depends on how much sensitive information is on your uh, device. So if you have your social security card and birth certificate, like I sometimes do because I forget to take it out, um, a wallet is bad to lose. And if you have all your sensitive documents on your computer, your computer is bad. So the answer is computer. I say smartphone because another kick to that is what if you have your company email on your smartphone that's a whole nother dynamic they can get into not only stealing your information but possibly business information information. the the good part about the smartphone though is now I mean you have your smartphone almost everywhere you go so you realize you don't have it then you can disable it and it makes that completely irrelevant I still think I win. Computer. But anyway, nice try. I'm shooting two and oh here. <laughs> okay, number three. Does it really matter if all your logins, passwords for my online accounts are the same? Yes. 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 Yeah. And I think that's a great topic to jump into. Password protection is critical. Um, Do you guys have, when you sign up to do your internet shopping, I'm sure all of you internet shop, and it automatically pre-logs you in? And all you do is have to click a little button. Well, and duh. All your credit card information there. It's the best right now is they have the face technology that will auto auto. Right. You can buy like Great. five oh, cool. lasers at one time and you don't have to do anything. You How just else would I shop late at night? Right. <laughs> that is the absolute worst thing you can do. It's convenient, oh, yes, it. but it's the worst thing you can do. It makes it that much easier for hackers. You should never have your credentials automatically pre-populate, and you should never store any credit card information in there. What, what about so, the password software, the password software? Because now on my iPhone, they have that. Absolutely. And it's tied to the face recognition. Or your thumb is tied to your password protection. Which is great. Yes or Unfortunately, no? Unfortunately, sure. 
that is a that is a secure method to do it. Unfortunately, I think if you would pull people, a lot of people aren't using that methodology. They're just logging into their regular computer or on their cell phone, and it's pre-populated, and they're not using that. Oh, method. yeah. So, it's easier. So I have a question. Would you want to save? So in some internet browsers, you can even save your credit card. So then wherever you are, even if you've never been there before, it just automatically puts your credit card information in. You wouldn't even want to do that. You got to be very careful. Again, as we talk about these scammers are getting very techy. They're coming up with all different kinds of ways to scam us. So I always just tell people, again, use the best approach for you. Know what you're doing. Know where you're buying from those types of things and keep it secure. Um, unfortunately, not all of us take those extra precautions. The other thing is make sure that your cell phones have the latest security patches on them. I don't know if you knew this, I did not know, but a lot of cell phone carriers, if your device is three versions old or older, they won't update all the security patches on them. So make sure you have those in place to help protect situations just like that. So I talked about how Lauren asked me for Google Play cards that is happening. Email phishing schemes are happening at a staggering rate, Julie. Absolutely, Molly. It's scary. Again, the statistics behind that. 6.4 billion fake emails are being sent every single day. And 90% of the breaches are from people making one click. One click into that email and it's causing a breach because of all these fake emails that are being generated. Okay, so I click in, Julie, and, and they can find out what about me just by me clicking in there. So either there's two different options. One, they can install malware on your computer by clicking a link. Or two, they're asking for information. So that's something that is, should be training across the board in companies um, with each other talking about it. I know even to my mom, there was one I recently talked to her about was FedEx. FedEx sent an email saying, hey, your package isn't going to be delivered on time. Click this link, provide us your information so your package can be received. If any of you have had a package from FedEx, you know they send you a little tag on your door or something along that line. So don't click it on. And I called my mom because I knew that she does some internet shopping and was afraid of that. Really? Because I get uh, UPS emails. I get FedEx emails all the time. Do you click on them? Well, yeah, I communicate. Because if they say a package isn't coming, I want to know where the package is when, when it's coming. But or if there's actions that I need to take. Now, the, the good part about that is they I will also get a message through their app. So I've downloaded the UPS app. That's good and the FedEx app, so then I get that same communication through the app. Well, if they do, then they're doing a really extra good job of scamming because they have the logos on it. And if you read through it, not all of the disclosures are correct on this one, but when you click into it, I have not clicked into it because I didn't want to be scammed, but if you read up on it, they're asking for your personal information, your credit card information of how you made that purchase from that company. That's, yeah, that's when a, the red flag would probably go up for you, where you'd know, Lauren, probably, hopefully, I would right. hope so. not right. FedEx. But they want my credit card again. Well, wait, FedEx already has. Yeah, I would hope so, but that, I could see how that'd be really tricky. It is. Again, I get these emails all the time, and mm -hmm. I just choose to go through the app, but if somebody hasn't downloaded the app, they get the email. Right. It can be easily sucked in. Yeah, and they're saying, well, just to confirm where this package came from, tell us where it came from and the credit card you used to purchase ah, it so we can go. get your package to you in time. That's a, that's a scary one. And logos don't mean anything. One thing that people should realize in these phishing attempts is they look real. They have logos on them. They have disclosures on them. They make it look and sound like it really is from a credit card company or a reputable, reputable company. Um, but 
Don't let the logos fool you because that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, they even duplicate the websites. So you click on the link, it'll send you to what seems like a real legit website, but it's actually a different website that they set up with the what looks like the real logos and all the information. And the other one that is a huge one, about 3.3 million Americans fall victim to the technology support phishing emails. You're locked out of your computer. You can no longer get into your Microsoft account. You need to click on here to reset your password. Um, I know I've had to look at those numerous times too, but that is a huge one right now in the industries, the technical support. They're making it look like they came from Apple, from Google, Microsoft, all of those places. Their logos look great. Their disclosures look great. And it's saying that you're going to be locked out of your computer because your password has been compromised. So really the things you need to look for are you know, don't buy into it being a logo. Make sure that you hover over the email address of where it's coming from. A lot of times there'll be something that's a little bit off. Maybe it says it's coming from Microsoft XYZ dot something. That is not the correct email or URL to respond to. So hover over those. Make sure you're extra careful on your cell phones because sometimes you can't see that whole email and it's hard to hover over those. But make sure you're doing that before you click on any link. Make sure you're also, um, if if it doesn't sound quite right, call the company. We've talked about that a lot lately. Um, And make sure you do not forward the email to somebody else. You never want to do that because that person could fall victim to that as well. Um, And be skeptical. That's the most important thing you can do. Keep those emotions in check. When you get those phone calls, hang up on them if it doesn't sound quite right or if they get harassing. So all these things you can do to protect yourself really start with us talking about it. Sharing schemes like we did today I think was great. We need to do that more often. But I think that the best way that we can do that is keep communication lines open, make it not be a taboo talk topic to talk about, and continue to be aware and get onto websites and see what the newest and latest scams are. Well, I think one of the big takeaways also, especially in the cases that we shared here today, is if it seems too good to be true, then mm-hmm. it probably is. So if they're saying you can buy this really fancy high-powered laser for under $50, mm-hmm. it's probably not true or this great hair product, right? The hair straightener. Well, how much was the hair straightener, by the way? I prefer not to disclose that. Oh, <laughs> I was, see, I was thinking there's a trend of maybe under $50. No, $79.99, and it was a great deal if it would have worked. Yeah, right. hair straightener's expensive, Absolute, good ones. Yeah. I know. But, uh, but I think that's the thing, is if, if it's too good to be true, then it's probably too good to be true when it comes to these products, especially uh, shopping online, like Facebook. Right, and you never really get something for free. That's a big thing that they try to do today, too, is offer you something for free. Um, Usually, you're not going to get a new iPhone for free. So don't click the link to try to get one. So those are all uh, great things, but really make sure that you're just staying on top of it, talking about it, going out and reading about it. There's tons and tons of articles. Uh, Sign up for some various. um, You can look at the AARP site, uh, the FTC site. FINRA even has a hotline for you to... um, talk through some of the possible schemes that may be happening to you or to a loved one. But it's something that we should all make sure that we're talking about on a daily basis. And if you have been scammed, there's a lot of resources you can share to try to help the next person. These resources won't stop you from getting, you know, help you out. But the FTC has some reporting. FINRA has reporting sites, Social Security Administration. It probably depends on what kind of scam you're a victim to. But maybe sharing your story, as embarrassing as it is, could help the next person or help investigators. Yeah, that's a big point. I mean, we've all 
been embarrassed by what we've done, but I think it's important to share because the more the more of these scams that people know about, the more information they have on them, then uh, the better off we're all going to be. Absolutely. So thank you so much, Julie, for joining us today. This was a good warm-up for the Lunch and Learn that we have coming up. Great. I'm excited to be a part of it. We appreciate it. Thank you. A lot of valuable information. Julie, will be on again. There'll be more to talk about. The scammers will get more sophisticated, so we'll add more information to this podcast. It's retiring today. We encourage you to subscribe wherever you get podcasts because we will bring you information on this podcast that will guide you to and through retirement. Merkle Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC. the name of the straightener because I've seen a straightener on Facebook that I want to buy. <laughs> oh, it's, it's probably one. I'll give, I'll give you mine. You can try it out. Uh, See what you think before you uh, buy it. You still have it. Silver barrel one? No. I can't remember the name of it. Is it rose gold? No, no. Not the rose gold one either. Then I'm okay.